お会いできて嬉しいです。<笑> I'm glad to see you too, Shahori. Hey, Shreya, so what did you do over the weekend? Oh, well, I got to take my dog on a walk, which is always super fun, even though he's hyper. And we, he got a couple training lessons like this morning. What did you do over the weekend? So, well, I went to gymnastics practice, but what I also did is that I finished reading a chapter from our book, Hotel in the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. So did I! Nice. <laughs> you want time it is, Shahori? What? Time for our 30 second summary! All right, so I'll start with the analysis this time. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go! So this chapter is in 1945 when Henry was still a child, and it's VJ Day, so when the Japanese surrendered. So Henry has been dating Ethel for a while now, and he decides to propose to Ethel. And Ethel says, okay, but then, well, Henry has to go to China, so he has to wait a little bit. And then he sees the Japanese families walking back and coming back, and then Henry thinks that he saw Keiko, and he's like startled, kind of. And then he walks back home, and he finds his dad, who's almost dying, and his dad is like confessing to him. That's it. That was so bad. Yeah, it's 30 yeah, it's seconds. like a fourth of the chapter. Okay. Oh, actually, probably going. I only got through like half of the chapter. Oh, no. I think I can do better than you. Good luck on that, Sheree. I'm just kidding. You can probably do a better one. Ready? Set. Go. Okay, so we realized that Henry's been dating Ethel for five months. We did a little more background on Ethel. And then it's uh, VJ Day. Blah blah blah. He talks to Sheldon a little bit and then he ends up proposing to Ethel, which is super exciting. And then we see the Japanese families coming back. And in that moment, he actually sees Keiko, but he doesn't think it's Keiko. And then he goes back home when he realizes his father's dying. And then we realize that the letters that they've uh Keiko and Henry have been sending each other weren't uh stopped were stopped by his father. And then he says that he was gonna find the sweet among the bitter because, yeah, right, that's our time. Love, that was I, so much better. I think you got like the whole more detail and stuff. Yeah. Let's just give a quick background about the book. So it's titled Hotel in the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. It's about a Chinese boy, Henry, and a Japanese girl, Keiko. And since this book takes place, well, in 1986, when Henry is like an adult, and, 1940s, and then in 1940s, when World War II is going on, so there's like big discrimination against Japanese and also Chinese too, actually, even though they were allies with the US. Right. So. In this specific chapter, it's VJ Day or Victory Over Japan Day, where the Japanese come back, which is why we were talking about the Japanese families being able to come back. And I just feel like throughout this whole like story, we kind of just see Henry like accepting various parts of like, like many like, aspects of his life. Right, yeah. Oh, earlier I mentioned that there was this underlying theme or like motif of acceptance as we see Henry accepting various、uh, moments in this chapter. So, Troy, do you have any idea? Maybe like one of the particular moments you could pull out where we see this acceptance? Yeah, so I found accepting when Henry proposed to Ethel. So, just like literally, Henry's accepting that he loves Ethel, he wants to be with her, even if he can't actually like marry her. For a long time because he has to go to China. But then also, I feel like it's he's accepting that like he can't be with Keiko. Well, not that he can't be with Keiko, but like just moving on from、yes. Keiko in general. Because I mean, he said before that he loved Keiko, but now he's moving on to someone else. 
So I did think that was like a really important moment, but I thought something that kind of like flipped everything on its head in this chapter is when Henry goes back and sees his father who is dying. And then we realize that, oh, his father, that his father's confessing to not, or to like stopping the letters between Henry and Keiko from being sent. Cause we get this quote of you fixed it. Didn't you? Henry spoke with quiet resignation, unable to feel anger towards his dying father. He wanted to feel it, but unlike his father, he wouldn't allow himself to be defined by hatred. So it's Henry's almost holding himself back from saying anything to his father, but just the way that it was like, worded throughout the chapter we realize that henry even though he wants to feel all these emotions he's stopped by not only the fact that his father is dying but he's also stopped by the fact that he sort of accepted it in his own way mm-hmm. like it's like as much as he wants to like fight and argue he has both respect for his father but it's also he just he's accepted the fact that there's just almost nothing that he can do at this point that would change what's like happened in the past and I can kind of relate to that because I feel like there's just some instances in life where like something happens and you're just super upset about it like maybe when you do bad on a test like there's nothing you can do about it after Mm -hmm. you've taken the test like no matter how much you want to fix it and how much you want to feel bad you kind of just realize like okay this is it like I'm just gonna have to learn and I'm just gonna have to move on so I was think it's kind of interesting how like like the first example with like Ethel that's like acceptance from moving on. But then with his father, it's like acceptance from holding back. I think that's really interesting because there's two sides of acceptance and they're both like, not like, they're kind of like opposites, you know? I do feel that like with Ethel, it's kind of like he has to move on because it's like accepting just so he can move on. Not just so, but he's moving on from what has happened in the past. But with his father, he's almost doing it because he has no choice mm-hmm. like he's he feels that if he maybe like he doesn't accept it that that too many emotions would come out in a way right. which was I thought was just really interesting in this chapter right so that was really interesting talking about the motif and how acceptance was evident in this chapter so now let's move on to the on the spot analysis can I pick the quote this time go ahead Okay, let's just go through this chapter, blah, blah, blah. Let's go right there. Ooh, okay, this is a good quote, I think. It was during this stolen moment, this spot of quiet melancholy, that Henry saw what he most wanted and most feared. Can you give us some context? Okay, yeah, so this is right after Ethel or Henry proposed to Ethel, and then we see that some of the Japanese families have came back, and this is right when Henry realizes, oh, my God, he might have just seen Keiko. So this quote, I think, is really interesting because so Henry says that he saw what he most wanted and most feared. I think those are, like, very contrasting words, and, like, Henry's having a mix of feelings when he sees Keiko. Right, because what he most wanted was to see Keiko, but I think that most feared part was just, like, a recently added portion for him because he had just proposed to Ethel, so... It's if you think about it in a way, it's almost inconvenient to have Keiko come back now because <laughs> he gets this like rush of emotions about her that he really should have considering the fact he's just got engaged. Yeah, I think it's also like scary for him because they haven't been talking in a while. Like he's been sending letters, but he's gotten them back. And I'm assuming Keiko just didn't receive those letters either. So it's 
kind of like an awkward moment, I guess. Right. He just doesn't, he's like, oh, I have all these feelings for her, but he doesn't really know what she feels. Plus, if you think about it, he doesn't even like, he, you see later on, he doesn't even think it's her. He like self-convinced himself yeah, it's like it's that her. it wasn't her. How does this apply to your own life? Anything? Okay, so something I just like just thought of was so I just got a dog over the summer, and it's a little puppy, and it was something that I kind of really related with the what he most wanted and most feared part because having a dog was a dream that I've had for so long, and now that I got it, it was something that it was what I most wanted. But then with that, you kind of get this like this fear like oh that like that dream just became reality and like all the responsibilities that I would have to carry kind of just like hit in at that moment when I realized oh my god I'm actually going to get a dog yeah so I can totally relate to you because I just recently got a cat I'm like I've wanted a cat for a long time now I love little animals well not little but I love animals and yeah that responsibility that like you have to wake up early to do this you have to make sure you feed it you have to make sure you clean it's like so much and it's, like, a little bit scary, I guess. Yeah, like, it's a living... Yeah, it's, like, a living animal, so you have to take care of it, you know. I think that was, like... I think that, like, directly relates to the quote. Yeah, but so what did it call you? Like, did you feel any, like, calling from the quote? Well, so I was thinking... So Henry says that he... It was something that he most feared. So I just feel like anything... you Anything really, like, comes with, like, a consequence. And you have to, like... Think about that, like some big it, decisions. You gotta yeah, realize like that, there's con- that there's consequences for them. Yeah, so I feel like you have to like know that, and you have to like be able to like take that and accept that. You know? So I had like a little bit more of a positive view <laughs> when I saw this, but I was kind of just like, because he saw her like in this tiny moment, and I just felt like any moment can present like different like opportunities and changes, and that you just have to be willing to accept any of them or like even if you don't like you just have to be okay with the decisions that you've made in your life I think we're talking about like the exact opposite things but then we both relate back to like accepting both right which was the motif of this chapter I just thought this chapter was so sad oh my god yeah with like his father dying and stuff yeah, That's but sad. yeah, but he did get to propose to Ethel. Yeah, see what you did there, Shia. We found the yeah, sweet, sweet among, among the bitter. bitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was all for today's podcast and chapter. So, Santa. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>